Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our Psalms tonight are Psalms 4 on page 347 and Psalm 8 on page 350. Psalm 4. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme mine honor? and have such pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehood. Know this also, that the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe, and sin not. Commune with your own heart, and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when their corn and wine and oil increase. I will lay me down in peace and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 8 O Lord, our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world! Thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, even the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. 
All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field. The fowls of the air, and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the paths of the seas. O Lord our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the first first chapter of the book of Ezra. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel, he is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides the freewill offerings for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the fathers' houses of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, with all whose spirits God had moved, arose to go up and build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And all those who were around them encouraged them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with precious things, besides all that was willingly offered. King Cyrus also brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem and put in the temple of his gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, brought them out by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and counted them out to Shebesazar, the prince of Judah. Here endeth the first lesson. Together the Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy hath hope in his servant Israel as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh chapter of the book of Acts. Then the high priest said, Are these things so? And he said, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran, and said to him, Get out of your country and from your relatives, and come to a land that I will show you. Then he came out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And from there, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land in which you now dwell. And God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. But even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way, that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land and that they would bring them into bondage and oppress them 400 years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage, I will judge, said God. 
and after that they shall come out and serve me in this place. Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor, favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, seventy-five people. So Jacob went down to Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Nuktamidus, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who hast given unto us thy servants grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity, and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity, we beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. 
Here we are, the first full day after Trinity Sunday. This morning, our uh, lessons illustrated the power of God and then the sin of murmuring and standing against not only God, but his anointed or his chosen service, specifically Moses and Aaron. The lack of faith in God's plan to take his people out of Egypt and deliver them as promised caused dissension and in the end, death and punishment for those that, um, that murmured. So we learn who's in charge and that God's plan is going to uh, be fulfilled regardless of what we think. We learn that we are to wait on God obediently, but not to get lost in faithful carrying out of our duties, so lost that we forget God's power and sovereignty. John the Baptist's father, Zacharias, excuse me, Zacharias was a man who was described by Luke as righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. However, as he followed the commands, he forgot who God is, what he has done and what he can and will do. So when God said, you will have a son, he was uh, refused to believe it because he did what he was supposed to do, but he forgot that God is the God of, uh, of the earth, God of creation and God of all. And Ezra proves that God is not only, or a lesson in Ezra proves that not only is God is not only God over the Jews, but all people in the whole world. Uh, he um, influenced Cyrus, the, the king of Persia, to release enough Jews and, and the treasures and to let them go back and build the temple of God. So God could touch Cyrus's heart, his head, and his actions. Um, we don't know. It's not. It's underdetermined uh, whether Cyrus was actually a believer or was just acting because he felt it was a good thing for people to uh, continue to worship in their own way. But he sent back um, uh, laws, uh, decrees, um, jewelry, uh, material, and God worked on this. So who are, we, who are we to believe? I just want to equate it to the present day. But who are to, we to believe that God can't affect Joe Biden, George Bush? Uh, Donald Trump, um, Vladimir Putin, um, Zelensky. I mean, God can affect all these people and do that whether they know him or not, because he is the God of this earth and the God of the world to come. So that's something for us to remember, because I think so many times we have anxiety or we think about, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And we're supposed to be still and know that he is God. So in Acts, Deacon Stephen points out to his accusers that God does not live in the temple. He doesn't live the way they want him to live. He lives the way he will live. Uh, like he told Moses, I am that I am, and I will uh, love who I want to love, and I won't love who I won't want, don't want to love. And so Deacon uh, Stephen points this out. Uh, he doesn't live in the temple, is not confined to the temple, and never has been confined to the temple. And Exodus proves this because God went before the people as a pillar of fire at night and a cloud in the day and even sent his spirit among the 70 elders. So he lives with the people. Uh, the accusers um, started thinking about, you know, rather than waiting on what God was going to do and when God was going to do it, they were gonna take it into their own hands. And isn't that kind of the root of all sin is when we try to take things into our own hands. Uh, Eve wanted to eat the apple because maybe she didn't quite believe that everything that God had planned for her was right. Um, and we know, of course, of all the examples in our own lives. So. In Stephen's case, a wit for these, these people hearing Stephen, a witness whose testimony can be refuted or rejected can be treated with contempt and discredited. But a witness whose very being and life manifests the incarnation of his testimony must be eradicated. 
Even in death, however, Stephen's pow- the, the power of God and the reality of Stephen's relationship with God is proclaimed as he pray as he's dying, he prays for his executioners. So it kind of gives a presents an insurmountable dilemma for the religious authorities. They're attempting to deal with this breakout of belief in Jesus uh, from their current systems and structures, and the threats don't work. Punishment uh, fails, trials, boom, all these things boomerang on them, and the accusers become the accused. And even execution provides another manifestation of the unavoidable reality of God's escapes. So I think our lesson is that as we stand steadfast and faithful, non-anxiously allowing God's will to play out in the world and in our lives, we're a testimony to the world of his greatness, his glory, and his love. Let's continue with the... Get it right here. I have all this stuff. I haven't used my prayer book in a while. The intercession on page 590, I found it. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we pray for. 